With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up on a two-hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubble. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't the way. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What's good out there, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my brothers. Got B. Austin, the hot block commander, and the boy Jimmy the Blueprint will be with us in just a sec. Look, man, the NFL season is heating up. The NBA, however, decided this week to one-up football with a rap battle between Shaq and the homie Dame Dollar. So keep it locked right here. We're going to talk about all of this. We're going to give Don you our DeMarco. on the whole thing. No doubt. So, so, so look, if you want to get in on the conversation, you know what to do. But if you don't, sign in right now to the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about 10 minutes after we gamble with Gus. And open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as it is every week, is 323-410-0012. Before we get started, though, got to give some shout-outs to everybody on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Definitely a shout-out to the homies at Broad Street Line, Roy and Chris, uh, the Chewing the Tape Hip Hop Podcast, uh, Phil Matic and Savad, uh, the mayor with After Further Review, um, Everybody else out there, we got John Appetit for everybody out there who likes to hear about good food. Um, if you like to eat, that's the show for you. And a whole lot more, man. Just check out the the, the network. You can do that at warroomsports.com, just like you can do everything else. But look, when we're not live on the air every week, this is what we need you guys to do. We need you to visit the website, warroomsports.com, or the War Room Sports mobile app, or iTunes, or TuneIn, Stitcher, Buff Talk Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Your boys are everywhere. So wherever you do your podcast listening, just look for us. Look for the network. All right, what's up, Aki? How's your week been going so far? Yo, my week has been going absolutely spectacular. First of all, we saw our Philadelphia Eagles at the top of the week get busy 
gut it out and get a win against God, a.k.a. Metal Lark Lemon, um, who still has to do way too much for a team that should have invested in supporting him. But, hey, that's another that's another topic. We got to see the Eagles win. We're 2-2, two and two, and I feel good about the division. Um, a rap battle occurred. A rap battle occurred. Now, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I haven't heard much on the uh, Shadizzle Shazam side of things uh, other than the first bars. Uh, I actually took the time to read Dame Dollar's bars, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. But uh, I will just say this. He's, he kind of reminds me of us, man. Like, he reminds me of us, man. I like the young boy, man, for these bars, man. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I had a good week, man. I had a good week. Well, every well, uh, you forgot one thing that probably put a damper on a lot of people's week. Nothing surprising here. Um, you know, the cop, Amber Geiger, Geiger, however you pronounce her name, who ran up in Botham Jean's house um, and shot him, a black man, shot him dead innocently. Um, she was found guilty of murder. So there were a lot of people up on one day, I believe that might have been Monday or Tuesday, but then by Wednesday, the same people that were up were down because of, as as many should have expected, she got herself a little slap on the wrist with a 10-year sentence for the innocent murder of this man. Um, Looks like, you know, it looks like another example of the system uh, defending a, a police officer that was in the wrong. Um, I guess people, I guess at this point, they're like, well, look, y'all should be happy she got some time. She got 10 years for running up in this man's home and murdering him <laughs> for no reason. Um, for no so, reason. Yeah, that, that, <clears throat> that, that's the one thing, you know, that uh, about the week that may have brought some people down a little bit. It's a shame, it, man. It, it, um, it did, and it should have. But I'm so desensitized, and I'll admit it at this point, I didn't even really allow it. Because you know all is going to be said on the part of probably Caucasian America and, and some of our uh, skin folk who ain't kin folk is, what about black-on-black black crime? So, well, speaking you know. of that, man, there was a <clears throat> there's a Facebook page that some white folks made called Justice for Amber Geiger. And I'm like, what could, you know what I mean, what injustice happened to this woman? So this is just one of those stories that further, you know, displays the the, the race issues in this country that we all dwell in. Um, the crazy part about it, though, black people got wind of this particular Facebook page, joined in droves and basically took it over. But even if you go in there and you read some of the stuff that they were trying to say and trying to get accomplished in there, it's like, yo, whoever out there who even, like, alludes to a quote-unquote post-racial America, slap yourself, punch yourself, kill yourself, because America is America, the same America that we've always lived in. If you see some of the ignorant stuff that people said on that page, then... I mean, you would understand if, if for some reason you didn't oh, understand oh, before. You know what's interesting about that, and I'm 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 pretty sure you probably share the same sentiment. When when it comes to 
Caucasian people with that argument, I chalk it up to white privilege, um, white privilege, insensitivity, white supremacy. I kind of chalk it up, but I get it because racism and the ugliness of bigotry and the nastiness of the U.S., it's uncomfortable for them to talk about, and they're tired of it, and Trump is in office, so you expect it, right? But I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to when Barry was president and he had the big butt Ewok in office with him. Shout out to them. There was a lot of black people talking about get over it. Barry's in office. There is no racism. So I was far more disappointed with them at not, you know, at, at, at being satisfied with the white picket fence the $350,000 house, and if you live in D.C. or in the D.C. area, add 200 grand to that. But the white picket fence, the $350,000 house, the $120,000 a year job, and a black president, like there was a lot of those type of black people who were screaming, we're past <laughs> racism. There was a lot of them. That's who I took issue with. Now where are they yeah. at? Um, Where you at, yo? No doubt, no doubt. Yo, and I, I think we're having some kind of issues with our phone lines, man. I don't know if uh, if anybody can get in. I don't know if Gus is trying to call in. Um, I just tested it out a few times myself, and I can't get in via phone. So bear with us. Just some more problems. I don't see anybody in the um, chat room either, so I don't, I don't know what's going on. Might be one of them days, good brother. Might be one of them days. All right, man. So um, I blame I blame you. I blame you because you started off talking about the establishment. So you know, Andy Toe shut us down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The establishment definitely <laughs> they would definitely be listening and trying to shut things down when we get a little out of line. But yeah, ten years is is, is just showing you what what this country is, man. And um, yeah, shout out to everybody out there who, well. It's a lot of people up in arms about his family, like his brother and his dad actually gave this woman a hug, said that they forgive her. Um, the judge gave her a hug after she sentenced her. There was a lot of, you know, loving going on. Ew. That I didn't really understand. But um, Stop all right, home. man, let's, let's stop home. Syndrome? Uh, yes. Much? Let's get into some, some sports. See, this is the thing, because we're, we're expecting... Gus Griffin to call in right now with his picks, but I really think we're having some some trouble with the call lines. So um, if you can hear us out there, if you are listening from any other uh, uh, any other medium, try to call in. That number is three two three four one zero 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 one two, and see if you can get through uh, on those phone lines. Uh, if not, then, like I said, it's going to be a long episode because we're sitting here trying to get get our guest on, and it's not really going down. And as we speak, I'm sitting here myself, Pios, and trying to get in from different phone lines, and I'm having no luck whatsoever. So anyway, we got to move it on either way. We'll give it a few minutes to see if Gus can get through. Um, but for now, 
Let's talk a little bit. Let's go straight to the quote of the week because I definitely want to save some of that rap battle stuff uh, till Jimmy comes. Jimmy might not be able to get in either. Um, my bad. I'm, I'm just, I called in from another line to see if I can get in. Sounds like I was getting in from this one. So I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, our quote of the week is from Rick Buecher, and it's about Anthony Davis. And what Rick Buecher has been talking about this week is, I guess, if you want to call it a fact, the fact that Anthony Davis is not fully committed to the Los Angeles Lakers yet. And the reason that he's not fully committed to the Los Angeles Lakers um, have everything to do with LeBron James and some of the stuff that we've spoken about be on this show for a long time. Um, Rick Buecher says, you know, LeBron James was Anthony Davis' favorite player growing up, but he also happens to be amongst the most accomplished superstars of all time. Those two characteristics make the partnership of, of James and Davis ideal on paper, but there's, there's respect not only from LeBron to Davis, but from Davis to LeBron. However, the caveat that comes with being a teammate of LeBron, and we've said this thousands of times in the past, when the team falls short of their goals, it's often the guys around LeBron who get blamed the most for not stepping up. So Rick Buecher said this reality is preventing um, Anthony Davis from fully committing to the franchise because you know he he is still a he will be a restrict uh, unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Um, he said Davis is just not on board with taking all the blame if LA underperforms this season. So. B, do you think this is a smart approach by Anthony Davis, if this is indeed coming from his camp? Because his camp is kind of the same as LeBron's camp as far as agent is concerned. They're both represented by Rich Paul. Um, so that's why when this type of stuff comes out, I have to look at it, you know. You know, I have to take it with a bit of a grain of salt because I'm like, would Rich Paul even allow these reports to come out, you know what I mean, while, while they share um, representation? But if this is indeed true, do you think this is a good reason for Anthony Davis to be cautious cautious as he approaches his time with the Lakers? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've I've grown to a point where in respecting LeBron as probably the greatest definitely the best player in the league for the last decade. Definitely that. Um, separating that out, this is the toxicity that revolves around LeBron. And and some of it... That Kevin Durant spoke of? Kevin Durant spoke of it. It's not really LeBron's fault. It is a function of how his media machine controls certain narratives and his sycophants support those narratives to the extent that they 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 definitely definitely pooped on Chris Bosh and Kevin Love. Like Chris Bosh and Kevin Love, if Chris Bosh has any issues getting into the hall, which I which I don't expect that he will, but if he does, it's clearly because of LeBron James and playing with him. If Kevin Love doesn't get into the hall, which I'm not sold on him yet being a Hall of Fame player, but if he doesn't a large portion of that will be LeBron James. 
They tried it even with Kyrie, but I feel like Kyrie's star is so bright in what he does, and we're living in the age of the PG, of the point guard, that he'll be able to push back on that narrative. Um, But even he suffers from it, and people are aware that I'm not mad at Anthony Davis saying, yo, (laughs) y'all not going to blame me if this don't go right. If, you know, if LeBron's out here not playing D, if LeBron's out here passing up open shots because he's scared to go to the free throw line and, and brick, you know what I'm saying? If, if, if LeBron sends me to the corner like I'm some little kid to become a six foot eleven, you know, most dominant uh, three-point shooter from the corner, y'all not blaming this on me. I'm not really mad at him, man. I can't be mad at that. No, I mean, I can. I, can, I can definitely understand his concerns. And that that speaks to what Kevin Durant spoke about but got crushed for, you know, by a lot of the media. Um, I mean, and it also speaks to the fact that, you know, LeBron, some guys do want to play with LeBron because Anthony Davis really wanted to get there. So, you know, taking an approach like, oh, yeah, I think me and Brian can be a hell of a tandem, but there's also some things that I you know, some bridges that I don't want to cross when I get to LA, I can, I can fully understand that. Um, the only thing is, you know, and, and you don't want to ruffle feathers. So I'm pretty sure, you know, the fact that Rick Buecher said this stuff and we didn't actually hear Anthony Davis say this stuff, you know, there's some, some plausible deniability there for Anthony Davis if he and LeBron, ever had to sit down and talk about this because you don't want to go in there ruffling feathers. But if this is his sentiment, I understand, right. you know, wholeheartedly because we've seen it time and time again from fans and media, you know, when it, when it, when it, when it goes wrong, when it goes down and it doesn't go right, like it's everybody else's issue on the team, except for LeBron James. You know why? Cause LeBron James win or lose, he's going to get his numbers. So there's always going to be that faction of folks that say, well, LeBron got a triple-double in that suite damn near every game, so what more could he do? But, you know, there's, there's, there's different things because a lot of times when that happens, these are the same people who, when LeBron got these particular teammates, were so excited, oh, LeBron going to get another one. And then when it doesn't go right, then, you know, all of those dudes are bums and damn them to hell. So, yeah, I, I, I would definitely have reservations if I well, was uh, the homie. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm going to say that it's a part of it, it's a part of what comes with the game, and I've always been I've always been proud of what we do in not being afraid to criticize even our heroes, right? Mm-hmm. And so, in having that level and measure of objectivity, it helps you see the lens or see through the lens a lot better, and we're we're almost the counter to the fan, the typical fan. And, and I bring all of that up because through the years, we've seen guys who whose legacy has been tarnished, who have become, you know, I don't want to say pariahs because they, they still get jobs, but they've been hurt by LeBron's, that, that negativity, that swirls around LeBron by his No, and, and I want to be clear for everybody listening. I want to be clear. I think we both agree that this is of no fault 
of LeBron's. No, no, this is not LeBron's fault. This is an effect of the media and the fans. And it's not just LeBron. This is something that's always happened with any polarizing superstar. LeBron just happens to be probably the the first megastar of the social media era where we get to see and hear everything and everybody's opinion. So it seems like it's a million times worse um, because everybody has an opinion. So, I mean, it it is what it is, man. But B, the the phone lines um, are are good. Um, Looks like people are getting through. Um, So let's go. We got Gus on the line. We got uh, Gus on the line. Gus, before I put it, before I get him on the line, I'm gonna let everybody out there know who's placing bets that um Gus was four and zero last week. He's ten and six on the season. He gave us that Eagles rolled upset special. Uh, Eagles over the Packers at, at Lambeau. Um, he's been nine and three since a slow start in week one. Um, so we're gonna get him on the line now and see if we can keep this nine and going. three. And before we do that, though, let's 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 get you guys involved in and where you can go make some money from the gems that Gus is dropping on you guys in the last couple of weeks. So real quick, I just want to let you guys know that you can make some some money sports betting in my bookie. Uh, of course, the NFL's in full swing. Like I said, Gus is about to drop some more gems on you for week five. So if you still haven't checked out my bookie, go ahead and do that. Lay down some money on the biggest games in sports. You could join us and a whole lot of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. If you guys are tired of all the running around that the other services are giving you, just give it a try. You win, they pay, no hassles, no BS. You're basically wasting your time betting if you're not betting with mybookie. They even have in-game live bets. You can place wages after the game start. So join now, and mybookie will match your deposit. Up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM. Make sure you do that. All caps. W-A-R-R-O-O-M. That'll activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's the bottom line. So let's get Gus on the line to see if we can keep this momentum. Give me a second. We're having all kinds of issues. Gus, wait a minute. Hello. Gus, Hello. Right? Can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, man. We, yeah, I can. Hear, can you hear us? Yeah, I got you. All right. All right. All right. It looks like. Can you? Every time I do it, every time I click that? on, it looks like it's. Clear. I can still hear you. All right. Cool. As long as you can still hear us, we can hear you. All right. So, like I told everybody, four and zero last week, ten and six on the season. Um, gave us the upset special last week. I don't know if a lot of people believed in that. Nine and three since week one. We're going to start off this week with the Giants and the Vikings. This game is in the Meadowlands, uh, the new Giants stadium. And the line on this one is five and a half. Where are you going with it? I'm taking the Giants plus the five and a half uh, in, on the road or against any reputable defense. I always go against Kirk Cousins. Um, he is what his record says he is at this point. Um, um, uh, Diggs is <laughs> is clearly unhappy with good reason. Um, this will be Daniel Jones's biggest test in terms of a defense. So I'm not sure I expect the Giants to win, but I don't see how anyone could confidently bet with Kirk Cousins on the road and lay five and a half. So I'm taking the Giants plus that five and a half. Okay. Um, and I think that locker room is about to split if it isn't already. 
Yeah, it sounds like it. It definitely sounds like it. We're going to go to a game that has a much bigger spread. Uh, the Colts at the Chiefs. They're going into Arrowhead. Um, <laughs> where are you going with this one? This one is on an 11-point spread. Yeah. Um, well, I always look at the double-digit point spreads um, for reasons I've explained in past shows. Uh, I, I damn sure ain't taking Washington, so they're 15-point underdogs. I'm not taking that. So um, when I look at the Colts, I look at uh, they got humbled by the Raiders. I think they probably took the Raiders a little too lightly, and they're not good enough to do that. They're not good enough to do that. But they are scoring about 23 points a game. Uh, Mack has been dinged up. He's not 100%, but even if he were, I think when you go into KC or if KC comes to you, you have to know that you got to open that offense up. 23 points a game is probably not going to be enough. So they got to open the offense up. So I see them going in there and scoring as many as 28, 30 points. Um, and I think that'll be enough to cover that spread. The crazy thing is, Gus, you know, I've read a few articles this week where people are like, okay, you know, did the Detroit Lions expose the Kansas City Chiefs? Is this the blueprint to slowing down that offense? And it's crazy that you hear stuff like that because it's like, they had a moral victory as far as, you know, the people who are writing these uh, these articles are concerned for holding this team to 34 points. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that the guy that's better than these days? The blueprint is out better. because they held them to 34 points without their all-pro wide receiver. Yep, yep. It's crazy. <laughs> they, they're, they're, they're just so loaded, and I think it's to the point where – um, they score so easily and, with, and at such will that we look for reasons to say, oh, okay, this is it. The bottom line is this. Detroit is better right. than anyone thought they were. Um, they right. came very close to beating um, uh, the, the, the Chargers, the Eagles, and the Chiefs in back-to-back, back-to-back weeks, and all three of those right. teams I expect to be in the playoffs. So Detroit is just better than we thought they were. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I've so, always yeah. – uh... oh, go ahead, Jeff. Oh no, good. You always what? I've I've always attributed some of that to Matthew Stafford. On any given day, Matthew Stafford is grossly overrated or grossly underrated, depending on who you. No, that's a good point. I think. I think. I think he's capable of um. Well, what um um, Berman used to say um on ESPN. He said he he'll keep both teams in the game. <laughs> Right, right, right. Matthew Stafford can win you a game. He can lose you a game. He's capable, you know, of either. All right, so uh, let's go to the Bills and Titans. Over-under on this one is 38. What do you you see on this one? I'm taking the under. I think the Bills are probably the most reliable under team in the league. Um, The quarterback is a little banged up. And so they don't throw the ball downfield a lot anyway, but certainly if they go to Matt Barkley, um, who isn't terrible, but, I mean, if they go to him, um, they're going to even rely on a running game that they've been relying on all year long, even more so than they have been. Uh, So the running game, they're on the road, running game, defense, um, they have really a good defense. They really do. They've given up. They they, they just don't give up a lot of points. Um, Singletary is their most explosive offensive player. He has a hamstring. So I just don't see a lot of points. I see a you know a seventeen thirteen, um, uh, you know, game sort sort of in that range. So I'm taking the under on that one. All right, and we got a team here that scored a ton of points last week, 
and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, they will be in New Orleans this week facing a Saints team, of course, without Drew Brees that uh, came big in Dallas uh, this past week. Uh, not in Dallas, but uh, versus Dallas this past week. Um, the three-point spread in this one, Buccaneers at Saints. Who you got? Taking the Bucks plus the three. This may be a breakout year for Winston. Um, still makes some ill-advised throws like towards the end of last week's game where he almost let the Rams back in it, takes some unnecessary sacks. But Byron Leftwich is clearly having a positive impact on him. Um, yeah, they laid 55. They won't lay 55 on the Saints defense. is better than the Rams. But they're averaging over 30 a game. They've scored over at least 30 in three of the four games. Um, Bridgewater is a nice story. He's playing well. I mean, and, and it's not a pejorative to say that he's a game controller, especially given what he's come from. But I'm not convinced that he's going to – that right now that offense is situated to keep up with the firepower that the Bucks are bringing. They won last year in New Orleans. I'm taking them to uh, cover that three points, and that's my <clears> upset <throat> special. Bucks over the Saints. In quoting that Chris – that fabled Chris Vernon line <laughs> is the exact definition of Jameis Winston. In fact, right. <laughs> he doesn't feel – he doesn't feel he doesn't feel comfortable or warmed up unless he throws a throws the ball to the other team at least once. Because I saw he had an amazing line and an amazing game, and I said, "Nah, nah, nothing, you're not fooling me. I'm not going yeah, back." Buy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but thing, though, bro, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a breakout season, you have it in your contract year, so you have to give these guys something to think about. So if he keeps doing this. Um, you know, Bucks fans are kind of hot and cold on them, and uh, a few yeah. of them With good reason. Um, have With been good reason. pretty hot on them lately. So it's like, you know, for their sake, I hope Jameis isn't fooling them because if he he keeps playing this well, gets that contract re-up, and then he comes out there and some of the old Jameis shows up, there's going to be a lot of angry Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. So let's see how that goes. Well, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's a good reason, and you make a good point. The difference is Stafford is 10 years into this unpredictability mm-hmm. and up and down this Jameson right, right, is, you know, he's, he's, he, you know, he's, I guess, fourth, fifth year, something like that, or, or in that range. This is about when you start to see if a guy is going to be the real, typically it takes 30 to 45 starts in that range. When you start saying, okay, they're going to go to the next level or, you know, they are what we thought they were. So, but you're exactly right. I mean, that's what he's been. It's just, he's Not young enough to say, Danny Maybe. Brown's already the best quarterback in the NFC East. From there you go, and then now, and once, once that film gets out, we're going to see exactly how long that lasts. But but that's what I'm going with this week. All right, good stuff. Hopefully, we keep this momentum. Get another undefeated week. We will talk to you next week, guys. All right, got a piece coming out on the uh, SB 206, um, California law allowing college athletes to make some money off their uh, likeness. Yes, sir. And uh, uh, post baseball postseason playoff piece early next week. All right, no doubt. So we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Gus. All right, thank you, gentlemen. All right. Yes, sir. That's Gus Griffin. Everybody, go make your bets. And um, look, uh, yeah, like 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 we were saying a little bit earlier. Um, I, wait, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was working with this phone line thing here. But, um, yeah, go out there and make your best. But, no, shout-out to – because Gus did mention the baseball uh, postseason. Um, man, we had 
a situation here in the Washington area the other night because uh, the Washington Nationals were in the wild card game against the Brewers. Another thing I still don't understand, I know people probably, you know, I know a lot of people probably love the fact that, you know, it comes down to one game like that. I just don't understand in a sport like baseball, where in the regular season, you play series, you know, every time you see somebody. I just don't understand how their wild card setup isn't at least a best of three series type deal. But, you know, I don't hear a lot of people complaining about the, the sudden death type thing that they're doing. Um, the Nationals were in trouble, and they had a nice comeback win to make it out of the wild card round. Um, now they got to go and face the Dodgers. Game one actually starts today, first pitch at 8.37 p.m. Eastern time. On the other side of things, uh, the uh, wild card and the um, American League, the Tampa Bay Rays uh, took a 5-1 victory over the Oakland Athletics, and they will go on to face the Astros um, in, the, in the divisional round. Um, we have a story <laughs> that's kind of related to the Astros that we're going to talk about later. It's crazy. In the uh, other series, the Cardinals versus the Braves, um, game one of that series has already started. The Braves are up one nothing in the top of the fifth. And uh, uh, who else uh, on the other side of things? It is who? Who, yeah. who didn't I mention? Yep. Because because I want to show my participation and support of our efforts in baseball, I'll contribute. Is Manny Ramirez playing? So <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Harper. Um, you got you got the Twins and Yankees. That's gonna get it on. And no, hell no, Bryce Harper didn't make the playoffs. Um, I think that might be everybody. I don't know. Nationals, Dodgers, Braves, Cardinals, Astros, Rays, Twins, and Yankees in the divisional round. So, uh, good luck to all of those teams. My team's not in it, so we're gonna move on. All right. Um, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to stall and hold out for Jimmy so we can talk about these 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 rap bars here. He's taking too long. Talk about these so let's go to the phone lines. We got uh, the homie Tobias calling in from Arizona. Tobias, hey, what's going yeah. on? What's going on? Can you hear me? Nothing much. Yeah, I can hear you, man. Hey, I'm the switchboard is I'm acting fine. a fool. It don't even look like you're on the air, but we can hear you. You can hear us, so we're just going to go with it. All right. Say Talk about man chicken wing crab leg, man. Hey, I'm going to say the white man phone line. Work just fine. That's all I'm gonna say first. Uh, but, <laughs> they get better but maintenance. Here's the thing. Hey, here's their the thing. Hey, hey, their maintenance men hug them after they work on their phone line. They get hugged. Hey, Bill, hey, after they maintenance man work on the phone, ice is coming to their house. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but here's the thing: the NFL is a perception league and a narrative league. And in the NFL, it's hard to change perception. For Wait, case of is point, Tobias right? going in and out, B, to you? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, he's going in and out a little bit. Yep. Yeah, we we heard on, you, though. Man. The NFL is a narrative league, and it's about perception, perception. and a story. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is it's like, like I'm going to use my guy Winston as an example. Yes, he turns the ball over. Many quarterbacks who play offense, they throw downfield and turn the ball over. But the problem is, is that you can see now is that after that 49ers game, you had the 
yards gained, eight TDs, two picks, over a 110 QB rating, and it's partly coaching. And people don't under don't understand the importance of coaching. And, uh, and sometimes when you get these players young, you need to get the right coach then, so they don't develop those bad habits, which try and go four or five years in the day. That's why it was so important for Mahomes to go to go to uh, Kansas City because if anybody wants to college, hear you. Hey, can you hear? Yeah, hey. you're still going in and out, bro. Yeah, oh, I, I, hey, I can't hear. Uh, yeah, can you hear me, B? Hello? All right, try to, try to call back. Try to call right, back. Cool. We having issues tonight. All right, my bad. <laughs> yeah. But I'll talk on some BS tonight. Um. Yeah, we got uh, Fred just trying to call Man. in. We got a couple more calls on the line, but I don't know if it's going to work out tonight because I can't hear anybody. And and Tobias sounded like he was about to go in and let it be known. Yeah. All right, so, um, yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's get back into this. Um, let me give you a quick stat of the week, man. Um, this is interesting. Um. Most of the, you know, the, the big names from the Legion of Boom, the former Legion of Boom, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, all three of these guys suffered season-ending in- injuries at the Cardinal Stadium. Um, it was also each of their last games ever as a Seahawk. Now, did you notice any of that before I told you that? I no, didn't notice that. I then after reading it, I'm like, damn, that, that's, that's true. That's crazy. All of them had season-ending injuries playing the Cardinals at their stadium, and it happened to be all three of their final games as a Seattle Seahawk. The end of the Legion of Boom as we know it. So is there some kind of curse going around? (laughs) Absolutely. Definitely a curse. Has to be. Because we don't believe in coincidence. No, not at all. All right. I just wanted to put that out there. Um, B. Austin, you don't really sound that, you know, <laughs> you don't really sound that impressed by that. So <laughs> we will move on. Um, and shout out to Neil in the in the uh, chat room talking about our phone lines. Um, I'm not even going to repeat that because she probably don't want everybody out there to know how her mind works. Um, shout out to Skyview. He said the Bucks dropped a double nickel last week. You know, y'all going to have to give Tobias a bone, right? I know. I know. Because, you know, Tobias, Tobias don't, he don't, he don't understand, you know. He, he be killing Jameis, and then sometimes he be defending Jameis. So I don't know where he actually stands with Jameis. We're going we're gonna to try this one more time to see if this is working. Um, yeah, I don't, Tobias, can you hear us? Yeah, he not there. Phone lines is acting crazy right now. So if you're trying to call in, we're probably not going to be able to um, get to anybody. And I am getting a message um, on our switchboard that's saying uh, we're experiencing some troubles with a delay in muting and unmuting of the callers. Um, so if this message goes away, I will let everybody know that you can call back in to the switchboard. But for now, yeah, we're just going to have to move on. 
um, without taking calls. So we apologize to all our peeps, especially the homies we like to talk to every week. Uh, we try to get to you either later or or next week because we, we we got some difficulties over here. All right, man. So before we move on to our next segment, um, we definitely need you guys, when we're not on the air, to check out our website at warroomsports.com. While you're there, take your time, look around, click the Contact Us tab, send us a message about the company, the show, to inquire about sponsorship and advertising opportunities, or if you want to join the network. But for general inquiries, email us at info at warroomsports.com. While you're on the site, make sure you click on the memorabilia tab to buy some War Room Sports merchandise. Click the blog tab to read our latest articles in the All Fair and Sports and War blog. Uh, Gus basically broke down what his next two articles on the website will be. So check that out uh, come next week. Um, then you can click the respective icons and tabs to follow us on all our social media platforms to subcri- subscribe to the iTunes podcast, to watch our webcast at War Room Sports TV, and to download our free War Room Sports mobile app on Android or iOS to get everything that I just mentioned on the go. Um, right now during the show, especially since we're having some difficulties with the phone lines, you can join the JW Philly Realty chat room right now at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. To enter the chat room, just sign up for a free profile on Blog Talk Radio. If you don't want to create an account, you can sign into your Facebook and Twitter accounts. But while you're at it, make sure you click follow. That'll get you updates and reminders about the show. We'll be taking questions and reading posts from Facebook, Twitter, and the chat room. But if you want to call in and speak with us, like I said, ah. I don't think we're going to be able to get to that um, tonight. So, um, You're not going to be able to do it. You're not, <laughs> not going to be able, to, be able to, do. to do it. So try to wrap to us uh, through all our other mediums. Um, all right. So why y'all on the grind is brought to you by Sports the Book. If you guys are tired of reading the same old sports books and articles and social media posts with the same old lists, rankings, imaginary starting lineups, what ifs, and all sorts of Subjective information being passed off as facts. Be sure to pick up your copy of Sports. Smart people only read the sports. It's a mixture of sports and hip-hop culture. Keep you on the edge of your seat. Keep you laughing as well. It's like you're watching a comedy special. So just go to sportstobook.com or get your copy from our website at warroomsports.com. But whatever you do, wherever you get your copy, however you read it, however you get the information, just make sure you don't miss that movement. All right, so um, more big baller brand news. Now, we spoke about the trouble between Lonzo Ball and his dad, uh, LeVar Ball, um, in the past few weeks. But it's come to a point, remember, you know, Alan Foster, um, the guy who ran big baller brand with LeVar Ball, he's the one who basically has been taking the blame for the brand's demise. Um he was accused of uh, stealing money, $1.5 million from the, con- from the company. He was sued by Lonzo Ball. But now um, he is countersuing. Alan Foster is countersuing um, the Ball family. Uh, and his counterclaim, he says, thorough investigation into the facts behind this litigation reveals that LeVar intentionally misled Lonzo about Allen's alleged theft of big baller brand funds in an effort to, A, cover up the fact that LeVar stole from and continues to steal from Ball Sports Group Incorporated and big baller brand, which he uses as, a pers- as personal 
piggy banks. Um, I, I, I was reading up on this earlier, B, and a lot of this, and you know me, I'm not, you know, you're not a, a, a LeVar fan. I'm a halfway LeVar fan. You know, I, I think some of the stuff that he at least tries to do makes sense um, and has good intentions. Uh, his execution isn't always great. And his loudness isn't always great. But I thought about some stuff with this whole countersuit. And it was actually things that I had thought about before. Um, if you notice, when all of this came down and throughout this whole process, LeVar Ball, who is usually as loud as a backfiring engine on an old pickup truck, he has, been, he has been very calm and quiet about this whole situation. You would, you would think a guy like that, if somebody was stealing millions from you, you would think that the loud LeVar would come out and be all over the place with it. But I actually think the countersuit might have some merit. I think I might believe Alan Foster in this situation, B. You know why? Because for a startup, there were a lot of lavish purchases going out there. Their lifestyle changed overnight. And this is a startup company. Even if you have a startup and you're making millions, the owners, the founders of the startup aren't going to be super rich like that overnight. Because you're in the first couple of years of your business, you're putting all of that money back into the business so the business can grow. So we can kind of and see with, with the missed orders and the, the six months waiting list and all that kind of stuff, it may be because the money wasn't being funneled back to where it was supposed to be, but your man was out here buying mansions with BBB on the front, giant chandeliers, and Ferraris for his 15-year-old who's not even in high school. I swear on everything that when this story first broke that the guy was embezzling, I knew that it was LeVar. And here's how. The very point you just made, LeVar's the type of guy, if you're stealing from his son and he believes you to be stealing from his son, He's going to make a lot of noise. He's going to be menacing and threatening in the media because he's going to take it as an affront and disrespect to him even more so than to his son. But the reality is he and well, Alan, he was telling know Alan. LeVar ever wanted the facts to come out that Lonzo was the, 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 the Majority owner of all of this, anyway. So I think if it was up to him, this whole story would have just stayed put, just so he, he wouldn't told, look like he, he wasn't Alan, the top guy. So Alan Ball, listen, relax. This is all gonna blow over. Just take this fall. Nothing's gonna come of it. And now Alan sat. He sat quietly while his name just dragged through the mud, and he's already dragged his own name through the mud enough. He's like, yo, I'm not taking a fall for this, and I ain't getting no money out of it, and they blaming me for stealing a million five from this young guy? No, nah, I'm going to tell the truth. I knew when this first broke that LeVar had something to do with it because he was way too calm, way too calm. I knew it. I knew it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's about to yeah, get Yeah, I mean, real. that's the thing. I had always thought of that, and I know Jimmy and I, when we talked a few times, we said something about that, but we never – went any deeper and now that there's a countersuit out, like it kind of makes sense. You were just kind of waiting for this guy, Alan um 
Alan Foster to defend himself. Because you're thinking, okay, well, I have theories, but if this dude never comes out and says anything, then maybe everything's truthful. Maybe he is doing what they've claimed for him to do. But it could be a situation like you just speculated where he was sitting back thinking everything was going to be okay, and now that he's getting dragged through the mud and Lonzo's suing him for a certain amount of money, then it could be an issue. But you also have to look a little deeper into the fact that Lonzo and his dad haven't even been speaking for a while. So it might be a situation where Lonzo knows that it's not just dude, and he's just going to remove himself from the brand. I mean, LeVar's going to keep denying it, but I don't know. You know, Lonzo has seemed to started to become his own man over the past few months. Um, He might be getting a little bit smarter. So maybe Lonzo know what he's hitting for, for real, for real. And he, you know, finally decided to to do it. In the eyes of the wall in the courts, Allen may have truly stole. But I think that LeVar told Allen, listen, take that money, man. Don't worry, man. Go get that money I told you to get out of that account. And Allen may have said, but but that's my money. money. And write me a check once you take it. Don't worry about that little new. Don't worry about him. I raised him. That's me. I shot that out. That's my money. Yeah. I don't know. That could be the, that could be the situation, but we'll see how this goes, man. Um, in in MLB postseason news, like I said earlier, we had something um about that that kind of had something to do with the Astros. There's a salesman from a, a gallery furniture in Houston. His name is Jim Mattress Mac McInvale. So I guess he's been selling beds for so long. His dude's nickname is Mattress Mac. Um, of, of, like I said, he's the owner of Gallery Furniture in Houston. He bet $3.5 million on the Astros to win the World Series at DraftKings, um, at the DraftKings Sportsbook in the Scarlet Pearl Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi. At plus 220 odds, uh, the wager would pay a net of $7.7 million if the Astros indeed go on and win the World Series. So, I mean, this is somebody, your name is Mattress Max, so he must have been in the business for a long time. So he might have $3.5 million to go ahead and bet. See, this is like we're talking about. We're talking about business here. Like, LeVar Ball might be so new in the game of business that he's figuring, oh, my company made $5 million. I could take a million dollars for myself. And these are lessons be that we may have learned younger in our lives because we started opening businesses younger in our lives. But these are lessons that everybody have to learn at some point. Because, you know, we can't act like when we first started our first businesses, like we thought whatever was in the bank account and that business bank account belonged to you. So if I wanted to go out and buy something, I can do that. But that's a young way of thinking. You get into the level of business that Big Baller brand was in and the kind of money that they were making like, you have to know, like, this is a startup. Like, you're not rich yet. You know what I'm saying? Your your company is, is doing well, but you're not rich yet. So you can't just go take proceeds from the company and live a lavish lifestyle, and you don't even know if your company is going to be viable, you know, viable um, in a couple years. So you, you kind of, you got to wait that out. You got to let that money stack before you, you know, you might want to pay yourself a small salary, but you can't just go out 
snatching millions and buying mansions and all that kind of stuff in your first year of business. So uh, Mattress Mac, like I said, when you got a nickname like that, I would assume he's been in the business for a very long time. That's a hell of a bet to make on a baseball team. Um, Like, can you imagine B losing on a wager like that? I couldn't imagine it. (laughs) No, I cannot. And like I, I would have to go down to the Astros stadium and, 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 and lay the murder game down on like the whole squad if they don't win. Yo, it didn't even matter if I was worth three hundred million. I'm not betting three million dollars. Like I'm not betting like three million dollars to bet, yo, I would have to be worth thirty million. I might not even do it at thirty, man. I'm not doing that, man. My name is not Floyd Silly Gayweather. I'm not doing that. Man. <laughs> I'm not. Nope. All right. So your man Brandon Marshall, former NFL wide receiver, um, at 34 years old, he's turning to a new contact sport. He's going to be a boxer. He has his first heavyweight matchup. He didn't say with whom. Uh, coming up this May, he said he will be the heavyweight champion at some point, and he's coming out the gate calling out some of the top names. In the heavyweight division. This is a quote from him. He said, I'm about to do the unthinkable. 13 years, NFL, 35, phenomenal shape, just went 24 rounds. I'm about to do the unthinkable. Heavyweight champion of the world. A lot of people that try fail, I promise you. Joshua, Wilder, Ortiz, Fury, all you boys. I can get it. I'm telling you. You're not that tough, not that strong. Where I come from and what I've been through in my life, I'm built for this. I promise you that. I'll see you next May. I like the tough talk. It's a little silly because we always talk about people thinking, you know, just because, oh, I might have played this sport in high school or I might have played this sport in middle school, that you can just switch. You know, everybody's saying, oh, LeBron could be a great tight end uh, because he, you know, played tight end or wide receiver in high school. It's just not that easy, you know, especially on a professional level. But, hey, I like his confidence. I'm rooting for the dude. Um, he might go out there and get his boots stretched <laughs> by some some marginal heavyweight that half the people half the world ever heard of. But hey, I like the tough talk. He calling them all out. Um, we'll just see if, we, if, if if anybody gives him a shot. So I have no clue who he's gonna fight. Maybe. What do you think? I think? I think with the level of CTE that's already in his brain, um, Brandon Marshall is headed for death by boxing gloves, but like you, I love it, man. I am always here for guys that talk the talk and are willing to try and walk the walk in the name of competitive greatness, man. If you want to put your life on the line, you already have mental problems and mental issues. If you don't mind scrambling your brain a little bit more for my entertainment, and and he's he's articulate, he's well spoken, he's cocky and confident without being he was. well yeah. <laughs> That's all about the team. I ain't punchy though. Um I mean I'll yeah, be I, the first to tell you that I think this heavyweight era, this crop of heavyweights, you know, in comparison in comparison to some other eras is a little bit for him to try. Um I think it's, it's stronger than it has been in a very long time. But when you think about some other eras, it's a little bit weak. But it's still – I'm still going to find it hard to believe that even though he thinks he's built for this, that he can just step into 
heavyweight boxing and become oh, that he's dude. About to die. But am I, he's but am I interested in seeing it? As long as it's free, hell yeah. He about to get knocked into Bolivia, but I'm here <laughs> for it, man. I hope, I hope he's got a puncher's chance, and I hope he gets as lucky as Bootney Farnsworth at least four times, man. Come on, let I'm I'm here for. It. I'm I've always liked Brandon Marshall for for almost for the same reason that I do not like Josh Gordon. Man, I like Brandon Marshall. Man, I hope he, I hope he's successful with it. But uh, yeah, go ahead and scramble your eggs, man. We with it. Yeah, yeah, no we doubt, no doubt. I'm, I'm, I want to see this. All right, so down at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, <laughs> um, they're down there getting folks. So make sure you be careful when you're buying from the concession stand. As a matter of fact, after I tell you guys about this story, y'all probably going to want to go to an ATM prior to going into this uh, stadium. A beer vendor was arrested after charging a fan $724 for two beers at the Miami Dolphins game. Now, <laughs> like, paying $724 for 10 people to see the Dolphins play is a damn ripoff. So two beers for $724, that's crazy. But this is what happened. The beer vendor swiped the fan's credit card using a personal card reader, not the device that the stadium provides to the vendors. So soon after the transaction was processed, the fan, um, I think. Oh, man, he was not Jerry from the gate. Right. You know how, you know, sometimes when you make charges, your bank sends you a text to tell you you made a charge or your credit card company or whatever. So he got, he was alerted to this charge. Um which came attached to the vendor's name. So the vendor, his name, he's a 33-year-old cat named Nathaniel Collier. He worked for Rocket Man, which is a subcontracting company that places vendors at sporting events and concerts. Um, he wasn't an employee of uh, the Dolphins or Hard Rock Stadium. So um, after the, the fan called the cops, Dew was promptly arrested um, and fired by Rocket Man. Um, I believe Rocket Man is one of those companies, you know, they're a subcontractor, but they put people kind of like mobile, little mobile stations around the the stadium. He wasn't in like one of the concession stands. He was at a little booth that could move from place to place. What, so yeah. what made him he could pull that off though? I, I he might I don't know, man. You had a you had a game, a lot of people, dudes just be swiping their cards. Maybe he wasn't ready for the the, the 2019 bank technology where – because I don't have this on my personal bank card, but I do have this on my credit cards. Every time a purchase is made, I'll get a text, then I'll get an email telling me the amount of the purchase. So that's probably what happened with dude, and this Nathaniel Collier dude probably wasn't anticipating that something like that was going to end up happening. So. <laughs> he got caught. He got arrested. He got fired all in the same day for trying to get. He was on his two thousand and uh, on his two thousand and eight move. This ain't two thousand eight, huh? He tripping. He tripping. Um, and uh, yeah, we got we got we got the blueprint. He's he's Jimmy. You there? Oh, oh yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. We yeah yeah yeah. We yeah. having some we having some problems on the lines tonight. Yo, uh, hey, you yo, ain't know about the callers I'm trying to call in. 
They can't get in. Andy it's, Cole. It's, it's been an ish show. Yo, tell but yeah, we talking about, you know, dudes out here trying, trying to, my... <laughs> trying to um, scam bulls out here at the Dolphins game, $724 for two beers. Yeah. Like, how much would yeah, you pay I for heard, Dolphins man, like, tickets, let alone beer? <laughs> yo, um, they don't understand, man. Scamming is in, man. Shout out to Guap Dad 4000 and TJ X6. But I just want to say, man, you got to be real stupid to think that you can get away with that in um 2019 because, like, I got that. I heard you say you don't have it on your own cards. Go put that on your cards right now. You can activate that from the app almost if you got a, um, right, you know, right, right. up-to-date bank. They got an app. I just got to do way app, too much on my bank card. So if they're going to get me, they better get me there. No, not, not I don't want them, like, yo, I don't I want them to, text all the time. I'd be places paying. I'd be paying like, I'd be places like swiping that joint for a dollar. I'd be abusing my. my <laughs> see, I, I guess, I guess like, yeah. oh, yeah, sixty-nine like, cents. Yeah, swipe that. Yo, I legit don't carry cash no more. Like I use um. Oh yeah. Samsung cash. or Apple Pay, but but at the same time though, I use cash. I put everything on the credit card because I'm about that points life, and then just pay the credit card off. But this isn't right. a show about how you pay your bills. But at the right. same time, like, um, yeah, you got and Jimmy you has amazing discipline. Like, I couldn't do that because I'd be like, ah, it's just a little bit more. Next thing you know, my credit card bill is like nine thousand. <laughs> so when you when you when you when you bang your when you listen, man, when you bang your credit up so many times in your life and you finally get it back to where it needs to be, dog, you protect that joint like it's a family member. <laughs> you ain't trying to go back. <laughs> you ain't trying to go dog, back. Dog, I am not trying to go back. Yo, your life is life is good when you got good credit. Your late they yo, they treat you better at places, dog. Like oh, yeah. yo, somehow yeah, they know they when you walk in the door. Like you get, The funny yeah, thing they, is, they, they it doesn't make it, sense. Yo, I mean, it makes sense for the people with good credit because you expect to be treated well. But it's like if 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 I got a you know a full fifty credit score, why are you charging me this interest rate? You know I can't pay it because I because <laughs> I ain't paid before. That's why my score messed up. That's how you think when your credit all trashed. And then uh Yeah, listen know, man. All, all I'm saying is, like put that put that Johnny like, there's two ways you could do it. You could do alert where they say, yo, a charge over X amount just went through or they do a joint right. where they won't even put it through until they talk to you. But I got a joint to alert me. So if anything pop up, I can like, you know, figure that out real quick. But Well I, I actually they actually do have that, that Jimmy like if it's something that's out of the ordinary, because they know I'm out here swiping for 80 cents sometimes. But if it's out of the ordinary, <laughs> crazy amount, Yo, but then scammers, they definitely man. either put a hold on it or call me. <laughs> Yo, scammers is ill, though, man, because the thing about that is, like, my wife had it on her card. At one time, we got a uh, – she got a text message about, like, you know, um, paying, like, $400 for liquor in Buffalo, and we was in Center City, Philadelphia. When she got the text. So, so we was able to shut that down right away. But, yo, because I was like, yo, the card is in your hand, but there's somebody in Buffalo buying liquor right now with your card, even though your card is in your hand. So they real yeah. vicious with it, man. Oh, yeah. They oh, real yeah. vicious with it, you see. Seen it. Like a seen it. All right, yo, so all right, real quick, man, because we've been stalling about this and waiting for you to come on, man. We got to talk about these bars being spit in the NBA between former players, Hall of Famers, uh, uh, broadcasters and current NBA All Stars, um, Dame Dalla mm-hmm. versus Shaquille Diesel O'Neal. And if anybody out there didn't know that this was going on, um, this is how it started. Dame Dalla, aka Dame Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers, 
was on the uh, Joe Button podcast, and Joe Button asked him if he made better music than Shaq, because, you know, Shaq's name came up as an NBA rapper. He sold platinum albums, all that kind of stuff. He asked Dame if he made better music than Shaq. So Dame was like, better music? He was like, he was like, I'm a better rapper than Shaq. And then he basically said, like, Shaq was, um, you know, he did songs with Biggie, stuff, but people still looked at it as Shaq rapping, not not as him being an actual rapper. I'm paraphrasing. So Shaq got wind of that. He got upset, and he threw some he threw some bars at 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 uh, at Dame. Um, <laughs> Shaq, I think. In his song, and he used the uh, What's the Difference beat by Dr. Dre. I think Jimmy, because B. Austin said he didn't hear it yet. He just read Dane's lyrics, so he didn't hear any of this crap. Um, which we've been mm, I, heard about, uh, I heard Dane's. I heard Dane's, mm. and then I read the lyrics after hearing it. But go okay. ahead. Yeah, so Shaq used the, the Dr. Dre beat. Um, no, he but you got to hear Shaq Jones though, for it all in the beginning. Though, it ain't going to make yeah. sense if you don't hear the Shaq Jones, man, because it's like rebuttals and, and whatnot. Right. Now, at the end of the song, Shaq did a lot of talking. Like he was, you know, like he was trying to, you know, get his, he was trying to tap into his inner Tupac from Hit Him Up. Like it was a lot of talking during the end of it. So let's give out let's let's talk about it a little bit let's talk about each song and and pretty much give our verdict of who we think if this is going to be the only round who won or we could just call it round one um personally i think dame won round one there's a lot of people out there including people on our facebook page who think shaq won round one and jimmy the reason that because i don't think shaq's joint was dookie or anything by 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 any stretch. I do think Shaq was trying to stuff many bars into his line, so it sounded like he was off beat a lot. Um, that just might be the big fella in his win. He can't, he really can't keep up with the the beat because he's probably out of shape. But um, you know, he he said some things, but this was kind of and and Jimmy's gonna love this because I actually always say that I think LL won the beef with cannabis. But I, you know, I, I'm not one. I'm never, never gonna say, "Oh, LL killed him and this and that." I just happen to think he won. But I think, in the same vein as LL, I think Shaq just went on, you know, things like, "I got more money than you." You know, I sold platinum albums, and um, even when he took it to basketball, and this was people were a lot of the people that I heard praising Shaq. They was like, "Well, I think he won because." You know, in a battle, you got to spit facts and all that kind of stuff. And Shaq does have those MVPs. He does have more championships. He does have more money and this and that. But at the same time that people are saying that, I'm thinking like, well, Shaq got pissed off in the first place because Dame said he was a better rapper. So even if that stuff is facts, like what does it actually have to do with the reason that he jumped into the ring in the first place? Dame's wordplay was right. crazy to me. Let's go, right, Jim. Yo, Shaq, Shaq dead and LL is dead too. They both died, and it's kind of the same thing. Like Shaq, Shaq gonna get the popularity thing because he's Shaq, but Dame just raps way better. Cannabis raps Yo. way better than LL. And, and in fact, yeah. and in fact, that's no doubt. Like, cannabis disappeared. Cannabis, cannabis disappeared because LL was LL. Um, but 
I mean, LL, it ain't even make music like LL after that. Like, LL, his, uh, so he's dead, but Shaq dead too. Getting back to Damon Shaq, though, Shaq dead. Um, but Jim, you know what people kind of fall for? And, and like I said, I will fully admit that it had a lot of elements of this in the whole LL cannabis beef. First of all, you know, people worship money, even though, you know, Dame ain't no broke dude either. And Dame even rebutted yeah. all that money talk with, you know, some lines that we're going to. I got deep, you know, I got gonna, deep pockets. Yeah, yeah, I no, got we, my we own deep lines about that, too. But what, what Shaq did and what LL did, first you got the popularity. And, of course, you, you've done more in your life and your career. You have the money. And they were rhyming with emotion. And a lot of people fall for emotion a lot. You might be screaming, growling, and all that kind of stuff, and sounding mad. But I people think, go for that sometimes. But, but if I'm you go bar for bar, I'm a, I'm a kid. <laughs> For me, when it comes to battling, and you sitting back like you unbothered, and you just like you know you just spitting your Dame's flow was just a whole lot. Barring him down. Like, but I think Yo. that analogy with the L, with the LL and Shaq Jones is. is I mean, sorry, the LL and Cannabis joint is good because that's it. That's pretty much what it is. Shaq is the most popular, one of the most popular athletes ever, like literally ever in terms of popularity. Like he's Shaq, and you know LL is one of the most popular rappers ever. So it's going to be hard for anyone to give like an underdog a victory over them. But when it comes to pure skill and a better song, Dane is not even close to me, and that's on either one of those songs. Like Dane's joint is like Dane can rap rap. Like Dane sounds Yo, like a rapper that happens to. Have a jump shot and Dude, like, you know, right. play ball. Right. But, but, but Jim, that's exactly what Shaq said. That's what exactly what Dame said in the interview about Shaq. Like, I still he was like, I think people and he wasn't dissing the dude. He was speaking from the fans' perspective because what he said is exactly what I felt all the years that Shaq rapped. I looked at it as Shaq rapping. I didn't. I never viewed Shaq as a and rapper. It's funny, right? It was never that good to and me. The funny part about for it, me to view him as a rapper. The hilarious part about it, right? So, so I heard the I heard the whole interview on the uh, Joe Button John, and when he was on there, he was like trying to be nice about it, and and Joe kept like like teasing kept, him, like, man, I'm gonna get you off yeah, here. Joe, he, Joe, kept, he kept saying to him. Kept Joe saying wanted to him, it. Like, Joe wanted it to go about. there because Joe likes to create yeah. beef and strife in interviews. So Joe was pushing him, Dane as y'all are saying, is a legitimate MC. I'm going to call it what it is. He is an MC who happens to be uber-talented enough to make millions and millions of money playing basketball. Like, dude, <laughs> is, is, he's, is he's, what, he's what J. And Cole and he's what J. Cole and the game and Dave, and Dave East thought they were. He's it. <laughs> I'm not a diss, no, but all of these tell you about their basketball exploits, and I could have been this, no, and I could have been that. You're not, Here's what they thought they were. You're not. I've <laughs> been on. I've been on the basketball court with Dave East, and that made what you just said hilarious because he <laughs> really believes that if he did not consume copious amounts of cannabis sativa, he would have been in the NBA, and no, you wouldn't have. But it, he is nice. He'd be out there in the Drew League playing with pros, now, and he thinks that he can man. get down with you mean? He messed with man now, so it worked out better for him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said game, he game trash. Now, so it worked out better for him. He could jump before. Game trash, he could just jump before he was in our weight class. But Dave, he had some skills. He albums, though. Yeah, he do. He do. He do. He do. Um... 
I, I like I, I I definitely am going to do a general thoughts. We're gonna bring it back on on this battle. Um, I, yeah, I really appreciate where Dame, where Dame's coming from, and you know I, I'm a I'm a in, invoke a little bit of no dry snitching, no dry snitching. But there was a time when being a Howard University student, I may or may not have frequented events with some of the ladies that dance for the Washington Wizards. Some of what Dame is saying, if you want to go off truth and fact being important in a rap battle, a lot of what he said about the way Shaq moves with the ladies is actually fact and truth. That's another thing. Dame says stuff that you Kobe, either have Kobe to be in the know or you just have to be smart enough to realize it. Kobe told everybody that, you know, yeah, oh, Kobe I should have paid this chick like Shaq did. But, but, But I think a lot of people, when they heard this, like Jimmy said, Dame was low-key, laid back, and was just barring. He was double entendre in this man's life away. And and some people in a rap battle, they, that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for the emotion. They're looking for all that. Like, Dame came with the Dame very, too, very yo, Dame superior lyrics in the Dame situation. Smart, and with an original right. beat. Like Shaq already just and now I was watching Jalen and Jalen was talking about this and I agree with this point. He was like, well, first of all, using the Dr. Dre beat, Shaq is already going to have you bopping, whether you give a damn what he's talking about or not. So he already got you with the beat. Come on, you're like, oh, okay, okay. And then you know he come with the with the growling and the you know being upset and telling everybody I'm your daddy and all that kind of stuff. Like I said, I don't think Shaq. I think he was one of the better raps that Shaq has ever had. But Shaq is an nah, entertainer. I don't even think it was Shaq close. is an entertainer, and Shaq knows how to entertain. And Dame is a technician who knows how his pen game is righteous. And people in, in this day and age, and kind of what you were saying always, because the people that followed Tupac didn't really care about technical skill either. But more so now in 2019, there's a, the the masses aren't even going to get what Dame was doing. Like they're not going to, the masses don't even read. So, you know, if the generation that Dame comes from probably doesn't even appreciate the value of what he just crafted and, and what he did, but I'm, I'm proud of the young boy, man. Yo, he, he nice That's with it, it man. Scotty says Chuck your point is a real rapper. Dame is a lyricist. Hashtag message. Yo, here's the what? thing, though. Here's what's funny about this, though. Here's the one thing that I don't hear anybody really address is that Shaq is also King Petty, right? And oh, he is. Shaq, is King Petty, Shaq, Shaq, Shaq has the platform for the whole NBA season where you know for a fact he's going to figure out a way. He got – not only does he have a platform, he got a bunch of producers and, and a bunch uh-huh. of uh, uh, interns. And more and way more time, <laughs> and he got way more time. No, Yo, Shaq, King Jimmy's Petty. right. Like Shaq is Petty. King Petty. But if Shaq gets into King Pettiness, then you're gonna know that Dame touched the nerve with with the stuff that he said. If yeah, there aren't gonna be any more songs, you're gonna know that he touched the nerve. Um, he did. Yo, let's go to something. 
I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Shaq the, the the ultimate respect on my end because there's a lot of things that he does and participates in that are the staunch opposite of my beliefs, and and I'm supposed to not like Shaq, but he's such an entertainer and a funny guy that I can't help. Yo, when he supported Mumia's imprisonment right there, he belongs on the coon train, and we should never acknowledge, dude. <clears throat> he's a cop. For God's sake! And, <laughs> but he is so and people and, and people also upset at him about the Papa John's move a little bit. Yo, Shaq um, is the yeah. girl, Shaq is legit the law. Yo, he's the law. Like he's he like he's really on the rolls as a police op. He's law enforcement. So yo, you don't even belong in in hip. Yo, you a hip hop cop? You down with Derek and them? Like. Yo, but yo, even, that, even that's after thing, that's all, Dame, Dame got so much. Dame got so much more material he could use, yo. yo even after so all of that, and, 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 I get the sense yo. he's smart enough that he might he might come back at Shaq and call him out for for basically being a puppet of the system and a white man. But I gotta give it to Shaq. He is so entertaining and funny to me. Yo, dude is a funny dude, and it's hard to dislike Shaquille, Rashawn, Shazam, Neon Bordeaux, O'Neal. I mean, because he's, he's literally he's literally a big clown. He's literally a big clown. Like, and and, and, and that's what he is. Like, he dead now, but he was a big clown. Like, you know, that that's kind of what the boy is, man. Yo, he told the boy, be a wise, it, it'd be wise to move on Aristotle. He said, be wise to move on Aristotle, because this is a gimme. All the money in the world, but traded you for Penny. Come on, man. Yo, I just want to put something out there real quick before we move on. Before we move on, I just want to say I probably missed our talk about LeVar Ball, yo, but he's scamming. That's all I want to say. <laughs> yeah, you definitely Amen. did. Amen. What's up to you, man? These are, this is seven minutes worth of songs. We could play the whole thing, or we could just play some snippets. We'll play the beginning of them or something. Y'all let me know. <laughs> We will. Uh, I mean, we ain't got to hear Shaq whole song, but we can listen to that thing, though, because Shaq did. Thank you, Shaq. Oh, yo, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. People were looking at it like it's a real rapper. It was like that Shaq rapper. Uh, that's the game, bro. The daddy has to come out of his house and straight when he's undisciplined children. So it's time to be disciplined. I'm trying to put up that belt. And we will look like a little bit. Yo, yeah, what's wrong with these little cats? I can tell they little listen to their little raps. Always got it by their little max contract. They ain't got a little money when it comes to Shaq. You see this girl got a little hall of fame on it. Dame shoot jumper. Shaq still bangs on it. Are you kidding me? And already said five times that he got more money than the ball, so we kind of know what that's yo, about. Yo, yo, hold on. We ain't this and Shaq. Yo, you know, know what he's doing. He's kind of mad. He's kind of mad. Curtis too. Anytime you start saying, lyrically, you keep telling me lyrically. Dame, Dame, Dame addressed that too. Nursery rhymes spitting. <laughs> Little car sitting. 
lyrically. He just all of that. Dollar. Rapper. Things where you get into 
when Kobe scored 81, either you hate Kobe personally or you love the game of basketball. Which is it do you love more? Which is it do you love more? And I got to say English like that. Which is it do you love more? Your hatred <laughs> for, for Kobe or your love of the game. Now, this the analogy being made, if you pick Shaq's rhyme over that, you don't love hip-hop. You don't love rap. You're a Shaquille Richard writer. You're a famed dick writer. You're a money yo. There's no way that you can choose Shaq over that. That's not possible. Yo, Shaq wrote and spit something that my kids could spit in in 20 minutes, and Dane wrote poetry and flame dude. Come on, man. If y'all don't get that Shaq out of here, game. man. Get... <laughs> and he did. He did, and then cremated him. Yo, why? The, the first of all, Shaq shouldn't even have did like even said anything because he'd still be alive for one. But like, Shaq's so sensitive, man. Yo, he need a hug, man. Sensitive thug. And that's the thing. Like, like he wasn't dissing, dude. He just said I was a better rapper. And that's the thing for the people that are saying Shaq won because oh, he spit facts. He got MVPs and all that stuff. Shaq, Dame Lillard didn't say I'm a greater basketball player than Shaq. I'm better than Shaq on the Yo. basketball court. So like, Yo. the yep. Shaq jumped into the ring because Dame said that he's a better rapper than him. Shaq did. I think no, he did. Shaq did. all are on Shaq because but, he but talked you know about what, money and MVPs and championships. Like, really? Yo, this no. is, to be off this point, though, Shaq is an entertainer, and we know in 2019 it's all about having yourself talked about, even if it's in a negative way. So Shaq found a Man. way to make himself uh, relevant in the moment. Um, Yo. Got his dumb ass killed, but he still got talked about. Um, <laughs> the dumb ass Yo, anytime, anytime you rapping against somebody, you start going lyrically, lyrics. Like, I'm lyrically, I'm lyrically. Yo, what gear is this, cuz? <laughs> Straight out of the video, Little Italy. <laughs> middle men who didn't do diddly. Like, come on, Shaq. Undid that already. Yo, the middle yo, you are... yo, yo, Shaq just let Big down. Yo, we got to erase that song. With him and Big, man, he can't be on those songs. Well, yeah, the crazy part is called the rain is over, right? The crazy, the rain is over. I I don't even think a lot of people even caught on to that. The title of the song is a damn (laughs) was a shot. People ain't get that. People ain't get that. I can tell if you think Shaq had bars, then you didn't. You didn't get that. So I copied Dame. Dame, my little cousin, man. Yo, he flame, dude, man. He flame. She flame. Yo. We get some some quick birthday shout outs, man, real quick so we can move Episode on. Episode called Shaq Dead. <laughs> no, I might have to change that, John. <laughs> Shaq Dead. Jimmy just said that joint like 80,000 times. I think I agree. <laughs> yo, but... it's true, yo. All right, so some quick birthday shout outs, man. Um, whose birthday is it today? Greg Foster. I don't know if y'all remember him, NBA center. He turns 51. Fred Couples. He did, too. uh, Great golfer from the PGA Tour. He turns 60. And Dennis Eckersley, MLB fame. He is 65 years old. So we want to give a warm salute. Somebody got one? 
No, I'm just saying birthdays in general, they ask this week. Oh, yeah, they definitely are. And you know when they are, I, I, I limited. I really wanted to do, like, one, like, shout-out Fred Couples for all you golf fans. But we have a warm salute to all of these folks on their birthday. My birthday, yay! Yay, but y'all can check out our website at warroomsports.com if you want to. Well, I told you guys earlier, we probably can't take any more calls. Uh, we have some technical difficulties on the phone line this evening. So sit back, yeah. relax, and, you know, let us do this today. So uh, catch a contact. You want to get into what has now been dubbed the Sky Neal chat room? Y'all going to have to pay us for that. Um, y'all can do that at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Um, just sign up for a free profile, and you can get into the chat room while you're listening uh, to the show. So go ahead and do that since <laughs> phone line's not your friend this evening. Uh, yeah, let's talk some NFL, Jim. What up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's start off by saying Shaq dead. But yo, do you and your business need a custom website? Shaq was Here's bad. What you gotta do hit up digital, hit up digitalextremetech.com. And get, I'm about to get a custom website called Shaq Dead. But anyway, I just had that song <laughs> as soon as you go to it. Shaq Dead. <laughs> Dead <laughs> Yo! Yo! <laughs> Yo, Shaq Dead.trash. Yo. Anyway, um, listen, digitalextremetech.com, call 267-205-4203. And if you want a discount, say, yo, I heard it on the war room. They say Shaq dead, and I can get a discounted website, and you'll get taken care of. But yo, That's your promo code, about Shaq dead. <laughs> promo code Shaq dead. Yo, um, All caps. <laughs> yo, let's talk, talk about some football, yo. Oh, man, Shaq dead. Yo. Shaq dead along with Jack Doyle. Yo. Shout out the birthday. On the low, we owe oh. all of this to Joseph Button, yo. Shout out to Joe Button for making this all happen. Thanks again. Yo, <laughs> shout out to Joe. Pressing the issue. Yo, man, um, Sky Vee said Shaq should have huddled. He said Shaq should have huddled. Y'all got to be long-time listeners to get that. See, that's like a Dame line, Sky Vee. You gotta you gotta be in the know yeah. sometimes to understand some things. Yo, that's like a <laughs> that's like a season one line from us because we've been doing this uh-huh. thing for a decade, dog. Yo, y'all realize we've done so many shows, right? Uh, and, and shout out to all of our listeners who've been who've been with us, and shout out to Skyview because Skyview's been rocking with us for a long time. The fact that he said that is proof positive of that. But yo, I was mm-hmm. backing up all of our shows today, and I realized yo, we filled up a whole terabyte. Um, in a hard drive full of content, cause you know how much content that is. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, Yo, I, you know, we have so we, much. Like there was, there was times in this nine-year run where it looked like we was about to be rich, <laughs> and then that it didn't happen. But yeah, at yeah, this point, I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I feel cool that we've made our mark. You know what I mean? A lot of people out there who ain't so never heard like of this. us don't know us have listened to us, and we got so much content out there. I'm not trying to die, but if I die today, I got some kind of mark out there on these internet. Dog, listen, man, and I was, I was, I was backing all of our stuff up, yo. I was telling my wife, I was like, one day there's going to be a podcast hall of fame, and they're going to take these hard drives and put them in the podcast hall of fame. But that's either <laughs> 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 
and get into the uh, NFL it's gonna be a little, right? Um, <laughs> gonna be hard drives on this play. They're like, what's that? I definitely want. I definitely wanted the money. I definitely wanted the money, Yo. but I'm cool with knowing that that the uh, the ESPN monster used to bite off of us and probably still does on a consistent basis. Yo, man, and their talent. Yeah, no doubt. So. We we inspired some people to leave the monster because they rather had the freedom to do what we're doing. Huh. I ain't gonna say and no names, know, but y'all gonna have some shows man. pop up soon. You ain't gotta say no names because because if you know, you know. But all I'm gonna say is this, man. Dame Dollar. They gonna have. Uh, they're going to have our hard drive. They're going to have that, that clip playing in, in rotation to Sunday Hill on our show because that's like a notorious <laughs> episode that everybody loves. Except no, us. you can read it. <laughs> yo, that. <laughs> yo, it's, yo, it's hilarious because, like, no wow. human being can do that. <laughs> yo, yo, Jimmy, they're going to know Dev was trying to put lay paws on Sunny Hill or no. Yo, yo, I'm currently reading, like, the book of basketball, right? And in the book of basketball, one of the people they talk to is Sonny Hill. And, like, oh, I'm actually listening to this in audio book, and I'm I mean, dying laughing because, like. <laughs> Wilt got propped up. <laughs> Yo. Dog, his Wilt stories are just crazy. But anyway, no, let's, get there, man. let's get back to football, Wilt, man. Wilt, let's talk about Wilt, the Cardinals. No wow. human being can do that. <laughs> Wilt, Wilt, Wilt and Sonny Hill should be on a bang bus episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, I don't know yo, if I can yo, say yo, that about anybody, man. I don't know if I can just walk yo. around screaming. Oh, no wow. human being can do that. Yo, when Sonny passes on, when Sonny passes on, they're going to find Will DNA in his body. Yeah. Yo, but my thing, yo, when you, I, yo that, that's, those are the thoughts that uh, be awesome. But, yo, listen, when you say no human being can do that, what are you saying? Are you saying he's not a human? Like, like what are you saying about this man? Came down to him from the, from the from the heavens. Yo, anyway, man. Yo Shaq right, man. did. Yo, moving on. The the Cardinals owner Bill Bidwell, um, he died at age eighty eight, which is like interesting to me because I thought Bill Bidwell died a couple of years ago, but um, obviously not. <laughs> one of the one he of the Bidwell. Yeah, because remember yeah, this is Bidwell another died. one. Well, you know how they do, Jim. Like this is a family thing. Rod like the, the their their family has owned the Cardinals since 1932 when they were the Chicago Cardinals, when, you know, black dudes could play. Um, he owned the, he's owned them outright since he's done it since 1972 when he bought um, his brother's stake in the team. So he became that dude up until now. So mm-hmm. I, I think we all just, you know, it's just, Bidwells, are we here? So we don't know which one is which. You know, it's, um, it's interesting, <laughs> right? Because, um, and I forgot who said this. Somebody, I think it was, I think it may have been like uh, Mark Cuban or somebody was saying that in sports, uh, it's getting to the point now where you can't have uh, like family businesses. And 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 it's funny because I agree with him because I actually made the point before I even heard Cuban say it. I made the point in our show, and if you listen, you know I made that point a while ago. But I was hard making drive. That in reference to the Lakers. Yeah, it's on a hard drive. I was making that point in reference to the Lakers when uh when all the stuff happened with Jeannie Buss. But I heard him recently say that things are changing even within sports and entertainment where, like, that the way it used to be where you have a family business and it's passed from this person and that person, like, those days are gone because of the way money, the way the TV contracts and the money is now. You have big entities buying teams. So it's just interesting, like, you know, um, Bidwell, with you giving that history, that his family owned this since, like, the beginning, basically. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, you know uh, like, yeah. You know, I mean, keep, so, uh, keeping all that wealth away from black families, but that's either here nor there. Um, rest, rest in, rest so, in privilege to Bill Bidwell. Um, shout out to the rest in privilege. Shout out to the Bidwell family. Um, so I wonder Yo, who, who talking about y'all, man. Probably somebody, probably Peter Bidwell or something like that. Some privilege ass name. Gambler the way. Simon Bidwell. Joshua Bidwell. Anyway, um, yo, Vontez Burfitt, y'all homie, he's suspended for the rest of the season. Season for the legal yeah, hit on Colts tight end Jack Doyle. They're done um, for good, though. He ain't coming back. Did y'all see you the You don't hit? think so? Did y'all see the I hit? I did. I did see it. The boy Jack Doyle was, like, wide open across the middle, caught the ball, fell to the ground. He was trying to get up, and, and your man came and just – uh, you know, helmet to helmet. Helmet. The funny thing was there was a D-back on the play that if Burfick didn't get to him, dude looked like, you know, he was in line for a helmet to helmet hit as well because um, Jack Doyle was on his knees trying to get up. So a lot of people that I've seen argue for Burfick was like, well, you know, dude was trying to get up. So, you know, he's fair game and this and that. And even the people who thinks that the hit was illegal and deserved some kind of punishment, they're saying that suspending him for the rest of the season is overkill. Do y'all believe in any of that? No, because it's Vontez Burfecht, and he has 17 He has seventeen infractions, Biff. 17. Right. He's been, he's been, he's been fined four points. Been, he's been he's he's been fined for four point two million dollars. He's no, he's lost four point two million in salary. Yeah, he's not there, man. That's a, yeah, he's he's had thirteen oh. suspensions and fines. So they're combining suspensions and fines all together. Um, but he had that in seven seasons with the Cincinnati Bengals before signing with the Raiders this off season. Two of the suspensions were for legal hit illegal hits totaling six games. Um, they said he successfully appealed a five-game suspension in 2017 down to a three-game suspension. Yeah, for me, it's one of those things like, yo, his reputation kind of precedes him. And he's, yeah, a, he you like, know, he we, like, um, we've railed against the league for the past few years for becoming softer. But still, there's a line that you have to draw between, you know, soft and, no, and dirty. No, it, it, like, he looks like he looked like he was hitting ball with a finishing move. He looked like one of the road warriors. Like they was he like yeah, him and the D back looked like they was on a finishing move on the ball. And hey Jimmy, fact the people matter, say that Antonio Brown, the way he's acting now, he's never been the same ever since Burfick knocked him unconscious on the field. Absolutely not. Yo, that's absolutely true. Before that, Antonio Brown was humble. Yo, he knocked right. silliness in Antonio Brown. He made the ball silly. Antonio Brown was like Antonio Brown. Yo, Antonio Brown didn't even have social media until he got hit by Burfitt. He woke up a diva. <laughs> he woke up trying to be <laughs> Yo, that, Yo, that personality was buried deep inside his brain, and somehow Burfitt knocked it out. Like, changed his yo, whole personality. Like, Burfitt hypnotized Larry Fitzgerald into being T.O. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. I, 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 I ain't going to hold you. Like, the type of hints that Burfitt puts out there, like, they're suspension-worthy even 10, 15 years ago. Like, dude does stuff know, that's bro. not questionable. No, it ain't, it ain't. I think that if he, was born, if he was born 15 years ago, he'd be a legend. He's actually just born no, at a wrong no, time. No, no, no. You take his game, you know, you can play with Dick Buckus and them. 
Dick Buckner yeah, man, definitely, on. and Jack Tatum. Ronnie, I'm Come talking on, go 15. Back, go back and watch some old film, because when you watch NFL films from, like, the, the, the 70s, 80s, like, that's no, not even football no more. What they were, not, doing, what they were doing was a whole different sport. Yeah, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Dick Buckus and Jack Tatum and them. I, absolutely, he's cool. I'm talking about just the '90s and the 2000s because it's not just the helmet to helmet hits. Dude is in the pile and has been caught like twisting someone's ankle who's down trying to break their leg. Like they're already yeah, down. They he's twisting. What do you think Bill Romanowski used to do? And he used to spit in their face while he was doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he's saying. He's a he's a throwback to the eighties and 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 past and beyond. Yo, he's a like, throwback. Yo, these days, forties. <laughs> these days, with everything we know and everything they have to at least appear that they're trying to do for the safety of the game, they just can't have this dude running around, running roughshod, trying to kill people. Yo, he ignorant, man. I really didn't have remorse for it. And I clown on the game for being soft all the time, but stuff he does, like, like you didn't have yeah. to he's also, hit the dude like that. You really didn't. And that sounds but crazy he's also, coming from He's also got to understand. He's got to understand that they're looking to make an example. Like, so he's also caught in a time where, yo, they're going to use you as an example. They're, they're looking to show that they're being, uh, more aggressive in terms of dealing with this kind of stuff. So you gave him an excuse to like you can post a board now. Here's, here's, the, here's the reason that I made the uh, the comment, which was not hyperbole. We may have seen the last of him. He was on a one year deal with the Raiders. No one's gonna pick him up. No one's picking him up. He might be done in the NFL. I mean, where's the humanity? No human being should do that. <laughs> That's not bad or good. No human being should do that. But um, bars, yo man. Yeah, he has a he has a, a crazy history. Um, and the thing was, remember when they signed Antonio Brown and and the Raiders? Like a lot of it depended on him being able to make peace with Vontez Burfick for the dirty that changed his life <laughs> in the course of his career. So like even you know, though you know, when you life sign free agents to the to the team, there's a chance that you know they gotta make amends with this dude because he's done some dirty stuff to him in the past. So if you just you got that kind of reputation, man, it's hard for you to go out there and justify hitting a dude. And he's trying to appeal. His appeal is going to be heard on like Tuesday to see if he can get it down, you know, to less games versus for the rest of the season. And he he might he very well might win that just because you know putting him out for the season I'm not going to say it's overkill but you know they definitely jump to <laughs> they they jump to the to the maximum sentence on this one um yeah but it, it's crazy yeah, it did y'all they know they, they, uh, who presides over this kind of stuff in the NFL Yo Johnny Runyon which makes it a little bit funny because John Runyon wasn't the cleanest football player that we've ever seen. So it makes all. it funny that he's the guy that they, that has to dole out. And I saw people even doing that, taking the the messenger to task um, when we posted, you know, what the letter from John Runyon said. But then again, when you look at stuff like that, sometimes you put cats in a position that have the experience. <laughs> sometimes those they are the dudes. Yeah, they know what to look for. 
Hey, you know, you definitely know what to look Yo, for. Yo, my man John Runyon, man. John Runyon went from running for office to, like, running that. Like, that's interesting, too. But uh, So here's what his letter said. Man, like... <laughs> he said, there were no mitigating circumstances on the play. Your contact was unnecessary, flagrant, and should have been avoided. For your actions, you were penalized and disqualified from the game. Following each of your previous rule violations, you were warned by me and each of the jointly appointed officers that future violations will result in escalated accountability measures. However, you have continued to flagrantly abuse rules designated to protect yourself and your opponents from unnecessary risk. Talk to him, John. Um, <laughs> say John still got some brain cells left. Unless John got a John, speechwriter. You know John email Bart his life away. A dollar. To whom it makes a turn. <laughs> As previously stated. Yeah, yeah. Look inside that statue yeah. of Staples and find a corpse. Come on, man. Um, Ooh, Shaq dead. Yo, um, <laughs> we got we got about we got about fifteen minutes left, yo. Let's let's talk about some uh oh, really. So we five games early. real quick. I want to get you guys perspective. Take these games and get the hell out of here. <laughs> yo, we in we in week five, yo. Um, Rams and Seahawks. That game is this evening, man. What do you guys think about the Seahawks and Rams? Um, you know, yeah, we got Jadavian Clowney, and we all know that when you got Jadavian Clowney, my fault. Now I know because well, uh, well, I'll, I'll bring that up later. I'll just start it off like this: in the world of hot takes. Now we know the Rams was in the sh- were in the shootout last week with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? So they they, they ended up losing that game, and everybody now are kind of like counting the Rams out, like they aren't one of the leading contenders in the NFC. And then your defense should never give up fifty five um, points, especially when you have who who's arguably the best defensive player in the league. I mean, he can't do it by himself. But your defense should never give up 55 points. But at the same time, even in what most consider a bad performance, Jared Goff put up like 500-something yards and a bunch of touchdowns. He did have three interceptions. So he's taking a lot of the blame for it, as as he should, because, you know, I'm giving the ball to the other team – was what put them in position to score a lot. But the hot take society is is bugging. Like, they can't get up off the mat. And they're saying if they lose this game against Seattle, then they're basically done. But that's how we talk these days because the Eagles were done two weeks ago. They win. They the Eagles are done. And everybody's talking about how they're contenders and could win the NFC. Like, the way so, things change are crazy, man. Um, this is going to be so a difficult one. Everybody those. knows how going in the primetime games in Seattle to play against that 12th man is is, is a difficult task. Um, but I think the rate, I think I think they have a little something, you know, to prove, especially with people talking like that. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna pick the Rams on the road in Seattle to win this game. I'm gonna go ahead and divorce myself from the hot takes folks, um, but I am going to say that I'm concerned with the Rams. I'm concerned with the running game, um, and I haven't seen enough uh, Gurley to know whether he can rebound. Gurley, like, or... Uh, every game. <laughs> what the hell was wrong with Gurley? Yeah. 
Yeah, I I don't know whether you know the the whole pitch count thing from from the play from the um, preseason and from practice is real or just precautionary. And if he's the same player and they can get back to what Todd Gurley was, then I think the Rams have a strong chance to be a playoff contender as they as they have been in the past. If they can't get the running game going, you can't depend on golf to drop back that many times and try and throw for, for 350 to 400 yards, let alone 500. So that becomes your question. And where's the Rams' defense? What What is happening? Like you say, Aaron Donald can't do it all by himself. Man. What, what are the rest of them jabronis going to do? Because Aaron Donald definitely ain't fell off. So I, I don't know what's up with their D. Ah, Russell Wilson. Oh. Russell Wilson. <laughs> no doubt. Russell Wilson. Is still Russell Wilson, um, which give in in Seattle, which gives them a fair chance. I'm gonna go ahead and pick. I'm gonna go ahead and pick Seattle because it's a home game, not because I the Rams have fallen off a cliff necessarily. Um, I just need to see more from their run game, and I need their defense to show up. Yo, I'm 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 going with the Rams. I, I mean, I'm the Rams. Sorry, the Seahawks. I'm gonna start it off by saying I'm going with the Seahawks. Um, I'm not a fan of Jared Goff. I don't believe in Jared Goff. He has yet to prove anything to me. Um, and I think the whole thing with Gurley is, it seems like the way they were, they used him so much in the, in the previous seasons that by the time the season gets towards the end when they really need him, he's beat up or hurt because of the way. So I think they're trying to like, they're trying to like not give him as many carries this year. But you still got to get to the playoffs, doggy. Like you know, I guess they, you know they figured they could. I think uh, they like Jimmy, fall victim to we can push, push the button. That, that, that injury is permanent. Like that injury is something that's going to be reoccurring. Like not just yeah. keep the tread on the tires. Like they're worried that his knees are like arthritic or something. And, so, and I think they also like because because of their because of their success though in terms of going to the bowl. I also feel like they they have a little bit of arrogance to them too. Like yeah, we'll push the button when needed. Like. Um, that doesn't always work out the right way, but you know their coach is a little arrogant prick. So we'll see. We'll see. But I also just from watching Seattle play because I got Tyler Lockett on my fantasy team. Russell Wilson, man, like the dude is a ball. I don't know about him being the top, um, the top scrambling quarterback in the last thirty years, as someone told me on Facebook today. But um, you know he he does seem to be getting better. Oh, yeah, it's funny the because top I dual like, threat quarterback of all time. So. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's funny because as I watch him play, he seems to be getting better. But it's like, yo, the better he gets, the the, the less weapons and the worse his team around him is. It's kind of sad because yeah, like, if he don't need any weapons, the player, we got one. Yo, but it's like if he was the player that he was like um, now a couple years ago when they had the Legion of Boom and Marshawn. Oh man, because remember right. he still was like you know coming into his own. Like he wasn't the player he is now. But if he was the player he is now a couple years ago with all the talent around him on both sides of the ball, they'd be scary. So, but now he's he's carrying that team. So, but salute to uh, Russ because at this early in the season, he's got to be one of the MVP candidates. But I'm taking Seattle at home. Um, we got a couple more games. Get you guys' opinion about. Uh, let's talk about those Buccaneers and Saints, man. The Buccaneers, I don't know what to make of them. Shout out to Tobias, and a shout out to DJ Willie G in our group chat because they're Buccaneers fans. Um, and I like trashing Jameis just to piss off Tobias, but you know. <laughs> Um, Jameis Crap on every other young quarterback in the league. Still unleash Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. That's the only reason I do it though, because I actually want Jameis to succeed because I'm a protectionist. But 
at the same time, Jameis is you know, ass, um, but he he you know what he's doing right now, Jim? He Derek Coleman in right now. He's in a contract year. So he's getting his fifth yeah, he contract year. He's trying to get that bread. Don't be fooled. I can tell genetically that at some point in time Brett Favre's family may have owned Jameis's family. Yo, Jameis is in better shape than I've ever seen him. Boy came back like like skinny now. He's skinny Jameis. Like, he definitely won a new contract, dog. Mm-hmm. You know, he does. We all get behind him, Falls, and, and, and he balls out for the rest of the season, and he gets money. Like, is he going to let us all down next year? Yes. Yeah, he's going to come back yes. out of shape like before. Don't get on the train, man. Don't Crab be legs don't, and his, uh, don't. blocker. <laughs> Yo, Derek Coleman What's in the, the contract uh, here was arguably, arguably the best player in the whole league. <laughs> once he got that con- but once, but once he got that contract, he was back with his two-piece dickies on the bench. Uh huh. Always injured, load managing. Got it. Yo, I remember one time he played for the Sixers. And they said the boy had like a broken toenail and took like a like a week off. Like, dude, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're hang now. basketball. Yeah. You know, like, dude, you're in the NBA. Like, what are you? I remember about? that. Yeah, right. Anyway, man, don't get to hear no there, man. Right. Who y'all? Who y'all messing with? The Saints at home. They still they still got a, you know, um, Fred Purdue's favorite quarterback. You know what I'm saying? But their defense <laughs> showed up sort of big last week. This is difficult for me. Man, black even though they showed up against a very good. Last week, I don't know if they're gonna be able to put that together back to back with 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 Teddy Bridgewater out there refusing to throw to anybody but his running backs. Um, <laughs> the Buccaneers, the way, they, the way they scored last week, the Buccaneers was impressive. And even though they're gonna run up against a, a a better defense, I just don't know if the I don't know if they keep up that type of pace. Like, are they going to – are the Saints defense going to be good enough to slow them down enough, you know, in a situation Yo. where Bridgewater might not lead them to a lot of points? They didn't score a touchdown last week. They scored 12 points so all I'm off taking the, the Buccaneers. I'm, I'm taking the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. I'm, I'm taking the Buccaneers strictly because of Teddy Bridgewater. No I'm, taking, yeah, I'm, taking the I'm taking the Buccaneers. They're going to go in there. I'm, I'm and Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater taking, makes me angry. Teddy makes me angry because he's not a black quarterback or a white quarterback. Dude can't really run, and he don't push the ball down the field. Whatever, whatever is worse than check down Charlie is what he is because he will not throw the ball further than five yards forward and 12 <laughs> yards to the top. Yo, he Bucks is down Fred, Purdue, Fred Purdue told us he was going to revolutionize the game, but, you know, it is what it he's is. He's going to light it up. Um. Yo, light it up, light it up. I'm taking whatever team Teddy Bridgewater don't play for. But uh, with that being said, every man, week, <laughs> every week, I mean the Cowboys might be trash. Yo, you lose to them. So Packers at Cowboys. That's interesting game be. too. We got we got the Packers coming off their loss yeah. to the Eagles to the Cowboys. Coming yeah, off we their got loss two to, teams uh, that were undefeated L's last week. Um, this is a home game for the Cowboys. I don't think they're bad. I mean, there's a lot of people out there. You know, just riding with the fact that as soon as y'all played a, a decent team, you ended up losing. Um, it's not like they were having close games with those bad teams. Um, I just think they – I don't know. I just think things defense just caught them last week. I got the Cowboys in this one. <clears throat> I hope yeah. it's true. 
Do we I'm know? Thinking whole do we thing. Thing. I'm thinking the whole thing. Yo, do we know? Do we know what the situation is with Devonte Adams' toe? Because my decision is based on whether he's going to play or not. If he's going to play, I'm going with I'm going with Metal Lark Lemon. Yeah, because he, he gave the Eagles everything they wanted and desired last week until he got injured. At, yeah, I feel like, yo, this is your desire? <laughs> everything they desired. <laughs> yo, 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 he made me believe, he made me believe Robert Ahmad's position on our cornerback. That's how bad it was, man. I never disbelieved. Yo, I just think dude is too fanboy with it. Like, I'm uh, the stuff the people that he were bl- he was blaming was my issue. Like you already knew what we had in the defensive backfield. That was his latest yeah. rant? Boston, yeah. this what y'all, Boston, this what y'all desire? Yo, last year we got to before we get out of here, man. Let's talk about let's talk about the uh, Browns. The Browns are back. Um, so are the Niners apparently. Is it me or the Browns on national TV every week now? Yo, the Browns Shout are out the Odell. right now. So Baker. Baker Mayfield could be aggressive and talk all kinds of crazy because, no, my, that's either here or there. But the fact of the matter is people love the Cleveland Browns, um, Odell Beckham and Nick Chubb, Paul. So they're at the 49ers. Nick Chubb. 49ers on, 49ers on national TV. Oh, my God. Right. Um, the, the undefeated 49ers, one of three left in the league. Um, I'm taking the Browns, though. <laughs> Sorry, uh gold-blooded gang. I'm I'm taking the Browns on this one. Not that I really believe in them. Yo. It's just to me. 49ers, even though they're undefeated, they still got to show and prove. I think the Browns are getting better because they're learning that they need to, you know, they need to ride the services of Nick Chubb <laughs> instead of, you know, trying to start everything with their quarterback and wide receiver. So I think they're starting to get a, a, a better grasp on how their offense should be run. Yo, I hate Yo, picking against love, teams coming up by. I hate doing and that. And Nick Chubb on my fantasy team. Yo, I, oh, I love, okay. I love now, Nick Chubb's game, Paul. I'm hating. I love Nick Chubb's game. Pause. I think I think there's a lot of talent on the Browns, but I dislike Baker Mayfield for the same reason Jimmy dislikes him, uh, because of the privilege. So I feel as though I'm going to lean towards rooting against him for the majority of his career. So I'm picking Jimmy G <laughs> in the point of his career. <laughs> Yo, this boy said his career? <laughs> yeah, it's already, yeah, it's already decided. Yo, man. I'm just going to put it um, like this. I'm, I'm going to put it like this. Um, I hate picking against a team that's coming off of a bye, right? Like, I just, I just do. Um, you know, but I I, I got to pick the Niners. I can't pick I can't pick privilege, dude, man. Like he, he gets away with all kinds of stuff. Let, let's just let's just say that if he was melanated, he wouldn't be able to talk the way he talks. You know what I'm saying? Like just like if uh, if Bull would have shut all that up. Yo, yo, if Bull if Bull if Bull would have walked into the chick's house and shot her, he wouldn't be getting hugs in court. The same way, no, my um, yo, <laughs> damn. I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone, but you know, all I'm saying is mm. uh, I can't stand the ball. Plus, the Niners are coming off a bye. I, I, it's hard to pick against a team coming off a bye, so I'm gonna go with the Niners. I don't think either one of these teams are really that good, but I'm also thinking about the fact that the Browns at Niners get a national game. 
how nasty would that have been like just two years ago? No. But Jimmy, where, where, where's Shaq at? Yo, that, <clears throat> Shaq did. Almost uh, said a foul language. Almost, almost, almost dropped the end bomb right there. But yo, Shaq did. It's time for us to get out of here. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter. All the calls we got through. Um, well, here's the thing, though. FOH the blog talk. I want to put that in our message, so I want y'all to hear that. FOH, y'all can see me as Jimmy saying that. Put that on the hard drive. But, but yo, <laughs> tune in next week. Live right here on demand as we catch you up on everything going on in the world of sports. Remember, the hub, warroomsports.com. Catch everything we do, all of our social media, all of our content. Everything that's on the hard drive is up there. Again, warroomsports.com. Make sure you pick up a copy of my book, Sports the Book at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.